Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If you have questions and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Hey, everybody. the show. Welcome to Paradox. I'm Jimmy. It's 2018. This is our first content episode to drop this year. You have been experiencing reruns the past month, and now you have us live. Slightly Recorded live. They're not reruns. They're slightly used. They're very much used at this point. But they were, are, I guess, the most listened to. Yeah. Of our first season. Mm -hmm. We are excited to be back. Absolutely. We enjoy recording. Happy New Year. It's now a month into 2018. Has anybody predicted that the world's going to end in 2018? I don't think so. Not not even the Mayans? No. Or the urines. (laughs) (laughs) The Mayans or the urines. We crack ourselves up. Oh, we man, um so we I, we were actually really literally just talking before we went on the air and he threw out that joke <laughs> and he was disappointed we haven't we weren't recording so I just because I threw him a bone there. It's podcast gold. Yeah, the urines. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's 2018. Glad to be back. Hopefully you enjoyed our interview and that you'll enjoy this content episode as well. I grew up in a youth minister family. Uh huh. PK. We lived across the street from the church mm-hmm. at Hyde Park in Austin. Mm-hmm. I went to school at mm-hmm. Hyde Park in Austin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if I could have been there more than I was. Your entire middle school, high school life was spent in that giant building on Speedway. On Speedway. Mm-hmm. It was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Obviously, as the youth minister's son, we went on every trip. We went on trips before we were in the youth when group. When you were a child. We You've right. done more VBSs in the Valley than you have done at your own church. And royal ambassador. Amen. Amen. Old RAs. Yes. Awanas is this newfangled oh, thing yeah. that I yeah. never did. Mm-mm. RAs and, and girls GAs. in action. Oh, yeah, GAs. GAs. Come on now. We also did the, what was the Bible study, uh, Bible drill. Bible drill, draw Bible your swords. Drill. Yeah. It's very militaristic, which is weird. Onward Christian soldiers. But we were there a lot. Yep. My point is what? I don't know. I just thought you were taking a trip down memory <laughs> lane. We're talking about the problem within a relationship, you know, or a family really, of church over involvement. Now, as a church minister on staff, youth guy, I did youth, yeah, I did youth ministry for 20 years before doing this. I expected people to be overly involved at church. Why? I questioned their salvation if they were not there. What'd you call them? Youth workers. <laughs> no, <laughs> you had names for people that didn't come a lot. Pagans? <laughs> Where did I call them? Urines. <laughs> <laughs> No, you called them fringe kids. Oh, I was talking about the youth workers, but oh. fringe kids. 
Yeah, I was talking about the youth workers. Oh, I thought you expected even the kids to be there all the time. No, you figured, you figured, you know, because they're in whatever place they are in their faith. Got you. Okay. But requiring those adults, and I mean, and, and so many did. And it wasn't, I'm telling you, every minister should go get a real job. Every minister should go work. And then they... And then they would appreciate the time that people give to the church. You know, I was doing it because I was... I was just, and by I was, the way, if you're a minister, you have a real job. But yes, you do. Yes, you do. You have a much more intense job than a lot of people. I told people, you know, that I was a professional Christian. Yes, I was up there all the time. And yes, I was putting in the hours. And yes, all that. But I was getting paid to be there. Mm-hmm. These people weren't getting paid to be there. Yep. And yet it was just like, oh... So you're not there on Sunday night. Hmm. Mark you down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, that's Absent. something that I absolutely had to repent of uh, when I left. But there can be within the church um, a push towards being overly involved mm-hmm. in church activity and the desire to be there every time the door opens. A lot of churches are working away from that, but there certainly can be that push. Well, the truth had always been... of the congregation does all the work, and 20% of the congregation gives all the money. So it's like a church basically runs off of about 20% of the membership. When you're in a marriage, when you're in a family where one of the parents, one of the, the married couple is overly involved in church, it can be a detriment to the marriage, yeah. to the family as a whole. And and one would think, and again, there's a reason why PKs have the reputation that they have, preacher's kids, because... Being awesome and fantastic. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Slightly overweight, but awesome. <laughs> and why is why is body shaming the first thing? It's the easiest thing to poke me at and Just, with. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I live my shame outside <laughs> my body. Yes, you do. <laughs> Ministers, are they, they are there literally all the time. And if you're working for God, how can it be wrong? That's the that's the the lure. That's the Satan will come clothed as an angel of light. If you're going to sponsor a thing, if you're going to work the soup kitchen, if you're going to teach a class, if you're going to lead in, if you're going to be an elder or a deacon or whatever, how can that ever be wrong? Because what you're doing is for Jesus, and yet it can it can cause a huge riff within families and within marriages. Well, not only that, but another problem to being overly involved in church, you look up one day and all you know is Christians. Um, I struggle with that personally. And we are to be salt and light to this world. We are to know people that are not followers to be able to love them into the kingdom of God. Um, And if you look up and you're only friends with Christians, that ain't great. That's why I became a non-Christian, so I could really know, know a non-believer. And you could continue in your gluttony and not be sinful. Yes, exactly. Because I wants it, and so I eats it. (laughs) Um, So that's another problem. Here is, and here I'm just kind of talking about the spouse, either the husband or the wife. I see this same phenomenon, and you do too, a lot when we're talking about a video game or online addiction. You may have a kid that has really no success at all socially at school within his peer group or whatever. But when he is 
the leader of his clan in World of Warcraft, and he has a reputation. Everyone wants to be on his clan for the next clan rampage or whatever it is they do. He has great success there. So why wouldn't this kid want to spend every minute online? Because he gets great personal ego strokes from being there. He loves it. He's somebody. Where in the real world, he's not. There are people, and I've seen them by the gazillions, they're really someone at church. They're desired. They're a good teacher, you know, or whatever. And everyone wants them to serve and they want them to contribute here. And everyone waves at them and they're really somebody. Maybe not so much when, they get, when they're home. They're just dad or they're just husband. Go take out the trash, da-da-da-da-da. I got a problem with what you're doing. Well, they really like that environment at church. And therefore, they want to be there as much as they can. And again, that causes in many families a whole lot of issues. Well, we hadn't even got to the problem. We just introed it. Oh, wow. We had a 10-minute intro? Okay, just a, just a real brief thing then. The problem, spouse takes a back seat or can feel as though the spouse, be it the husband or the wife, can feel as though they don't, they're not as important as the people at the church. I've had several numerous, you having a problem with your headphones? Yeah, my left you know, ear's going out. When I get my brand new spanking headphones that I got for Christmas, yep. that are professionals, this is what professionals use. So half of this table will be very professional mm -hmm. the next time we do this. I'll give you these old ones. Because, hmm. I mean, you know, they work. Mine are Sony's. They're supposed to be good. Mm. Mm, foreign. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we love foreigners. Yes. Foreigners. <laughs> Here at Paradox, we love them foreigners. <laughs> Recording our Paradox podcast is a labor of love. We love exploring topics important to Christian families. We love bringing you interviews with authors, musicians, and podcasters that are shaping our world. Also, Jim loves to hear himself talk. See, I've been told that my voice is mellifluous. You have no clue what that means, do you? No. We also love making thousands of dollars. I know I do, if not you, Josh. I mean, we are, I don't know if y'all know this or not. But on this podcast, we are literally taking baths in $100. Jimbo, Jimbo we, we're not making any money. And actually, as of right now, we're behind $2,500, so we're actually losing our shirts. But see, see, that's a negative confession. You seem to think that that's a problem. It's not a problem, my friend, because we have a Patreon account. Please consider supporting us on patreon.com backslash paradox. If you think the show has helped your family, if you believe in what we're doing, you can make a one-time contribution or set up a subscription. With your help, we can continue to bring healing to Christian families. That's what I call mellifry, mellifo. The word you're looking for is mellifluous. Your spouse can feel as though they take a back seat. That I've heard, and I've heard more, and this is odd, but I've heard more than one spouse particularly wives of ministers, say, then you should have married the church. That's how they feel. If they felt as though if, if the husband had to choose, he would choose the church over them. Again, they like being there because of how they're looked up to, and they're not on a pedestal when they get home, and they prefer to be there. That's another problem. And I would say vice versa. There's a lot of men that are checked out spiritually, and so their wives spend all their time yes. up, and they yes, feel yes, yes, secondary. Yes, yes. Absolutely. And it can also, and back to men, since I'm kind of dogging on guys, it hurts the spiritual leadership at home. 
when your child, hey, are you going to be at my game? No, I've got to go be at this uh, deacon's meeting. Oh, hey, are you going to take me to practice? Yeah, no, because I've got to uh, take the sixth grade Sunday school class to whatever. Well, pretty soon that child begins to resent the church, that the father is choosing the church over them. And it can hurt the father, in this case, the father's spiritual influence in the home. Again, when we're talking spiritual leadership, the only time Jesus talked about it, shared about it, demonstrated it was when James and John were arguing who was going to be the greatest, and Jesus took off his clothes and washed his disciples' feet. That's what being a leader is, not going to the church and being hailed as this wonderful Christian leader. But what are you doing at home? That's the problem. Go. On solution? Yep. The first thing I would say, and I haven't necessarily looked at your solutions, but obviously the solution isn't never going to church. Oh, yeah, that was the point. So there's got to be balance. And to that, I would say you need to be involved in your church enough to have community. Ooh, that's a good one. That's better than the way I phrased it. And then you need to be able to be outside the church ministering to not only your family, but also non-believers and those types of things. So be involved enough in church to be in community. I would also encourage you, as someone who's done a small bit of church work, to also, like, obviously serve and volunteer, you know, as part of that community within your church. So don't just say, nope, I can't be involved, so I can't take on any leadership position. Do Mm -hmm. that, but only be involved enough to maybe do one ministry instead of four. Be involved enough to have community and then really spend your life elsewhere. Because a lot of times, uh, and I know this since I was I was on staff, when we see someone that's eager and available, they get snatched up for everything. Yes, everything. So you get asked everything because hey, this we got a live one here, you know. And so you can be taken advantage of in a way. And when you when you feel needed, what well, makes you feel really good? And so yeah, I'll 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 do that as well. Probably the the sickest example of this was a guy that was a pastor, and he was talking to a friend of mine that was his his minister of music. And he was telling the minister of music, hey, I really envy the way you are with your kids and with your wife. You seem to have a really great wife and you know, kids and y'all's family life seems to be great. And this is what this pastor said. He said, yeah, but for me to be successful as a pastor, I've got to I've got to write a book. I've got to raise money, build buildings to show people that, you know, I'm, I'm that kind of a pastor and a leader. And he says, you know, if you're going to be successful, you got to sacrifice something. And for me, it was my family. He actually verbally said that. Many guys may think that, but they don't say it. Guys, I don't care. Guys, women, doesn't matter. But you're... Z. Your your preferred pronoun. For all of our LBGTQ listeners. Uh Your first calling is to your family, period, period. Earthly calling. Yeah, is to your family. So if you're going to minister, if you're going to preach, preach to your family. And I would suggest the St. Francis of Assisi method of, and when necessary, use words. Lead your family by washing their feet. And understand that that's what pleases God. Meeting your wife's needs is what pleases God. Not how many committees you serve on or or what a, a leader you are in your church. 
it is it is washing your wife and your children's feet. Serving your unbelieving husband mm-hmm. is a way to minister to your family instead of just hauling you know yourself over to the church and being there nine to five Monday through Friday. Yeah, and then because there's just a couple of solutions, and that's it. Realize that that is misplaced devotion. And a lot of times you're using that, but I'm serving God. How can you have a problem with this? Because you want to be away. You know, it's, you get more personal ego strokes by being at the church. So stop saying that I'm doing this for God. Because if you want to please God, devote yourself to your family before anyone up to the church. And a lot of us young parents use this as an excuse to get our kids in a better environment. And while that's true, and it's great that they learn Bible studies, and we need to obviously take them to church, forcing your kids to be overly involved in church also has negative effects. Yeah. Again, they don't get to know unbelievers. And, and so it's, I think it's also important to not overly commit our kids. And there is a balance. You want, to, you want to be involved in church. You want your children involved in church. You and your children need to have community, primary community in church. But the problem is over-involvement, an over-fixation of being involved at any and everything at the church, where that is where you get your sense of self-worth. And the only thing I would also throw in is, so where is that line? What's involved and what's overly involved? That's you and your spouse talking about that, deciding, okay, we're going to be involved, but we're not going to do everything. So even when we get asked, it's like, nope, we've already decided we're going to do two different things. Uh, we're going to serve in two different areas or whatever, and that's all. Even though we may get asked, and it's really kind of an ego stroke that we got asked to do this, we're not going to do that because we already said these are the two things that we're going to do. So as a couple, you determine where that line is between involvement and over-involvement. But you both agree is the point. Do you remember when Sarah slept in through choir? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You probably shared that story. And I remember when Brad Riddle wore nothing under his choir robe. <laughs> Brad listens to this show sometimes, maybe. When I saw his little boy, oh, because I saw him at the little preschool thing when they were up there singing, and his little boy had the little choir robe on. (laughs) That's all I could think about. You thought of a little boy naked? No, that's not what I was thinking Oh, my gosh, Jimbo. I just said that's his son. Brad's little son naked. Mm. That is not what I was thinking about. (laughs) And to your point, we came down on Sarah for missing that. And really, you know, your mom and I had to go back and apologize because we got so upset that our daughter missed church choir once. And it's like, take a deep knee bend. Anyone can fall into that trap uh, because we equate it with honoring God. And sometimes, again, Satan will come clothed as an angel of light. There's nothing wrong with academics, but Satan can twist it. There's nothing wrong with athletics, but Satan can twist it. There's certainly nothing wrong with getting involved in church. In fact, that's a great thing, but he can twist it. He can pervert it 180 degrees and make it into a negative. It's his job. It's what he does. So the solution, never go to church. Yep. Ship shape. Uh, That's the lesson that I think everyone's going to bring away from this podcast. Just take that away. Mm -hmm. Uh, We hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you want more information or extra steps to to take to help you and your family in this area, paradoxpodcast.com. Click on the episode tab. 
and find this episode. How can they follow us? You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by going to Doc's Podcast as well. It's really easy. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the show is Doc's Podcast. And then myself is Doc Josh Myers. And then Jimmy is Doc Jimmy Myers on all three of those platforms. So it's pretty easy. Very easy and coordinated. We hope you guys have a good start to your year. See ya. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. For more about Billy, go to therapywithbilly.com. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylescar.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Next time on Paradox. I'm six foot two now. I've always been a tall kid. My father played for the Denver Broncos prior life. So he's a big man. And I remember I I met this lady by the name of Mrs. Adams and I swear I was taller than her in first grade. (laughs) And, uh, and so Mrs. Adams comes out and she's this little lady and I I didn't know what to make of her, but I was definitely afraid that she would find out that I couldn't read on grade level. Uh, But Mrs. Adams uh, took me in and at the end of the school year, the remainder of the school year, she called my mother and she said, Rodney is a fine young man, but he's not reading on grade level. But what she said then was different. She said, but I see potential in him, and I would like to take him uh, and meet with him throughout the summer and teach him to read phonetically. And she did just that. 